week number five. We're finishing this series today, week five of a five-week series. But even if today is your first day, you're going to get a lot out of this day. You see, we all face uh, questions. We all have things that we need to decide, decisions that we need to make. And I know for me, I want to make a good decision. And here's why. Because if I make a bad decision, I know there's going to be consequences. And I'm going to have to live with those consequences if I make a bad decision. So I want to make a good decision. But then my problem is compounded because, well, really, here is the problem, because there are so many things I have to decide, I have to make a decision about that the Bible is silent on. It doesn't speak to. I mean, if I'm deciding where to go to school, the Bible doesn't really help me there, right? I don't want to blow it. I want to make the right decision, and I don't want to live with the negative things, so what do I do? Maybe you're facing a problem, or maybe you're facing a situation, something you have to decide right now, and you want to make a good decision, but the Bible is not going to tell you if you should change jobs or not. The Bible's not going to tell you who you should date. The Bible's not going to tell you what you need to do this weekend. The Bible is silent on those things. Should you sell your house and move? Well, the Bible's not going to tell you. It doesn't speak specifically to so many of the different things that we face and we need to decide. So how do we choose? How do we do the right thing if the Bible doesn't tell us? Well, Paul is going to give us some help here. Now, just before Paul tells the people to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and here's basically what he means when he says filled with the Spirit. He's saying, listen to, be guided by, follow God's Spirit. But right before he says that, he gives us this piece of information here, and he links these two things together. And this is critical. Don't miss this. Ephesians chapter 5, starting with verse 15, Paul says this, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but those who are wise. That last word I want to focus on for just a moment. He says, live wisely. Live wisely. Paul is saying, if because here he comes in the backside here with God's Spirit. He's saying, if you follow God's Spirit, he's going to lead you toward wisdom, towards the wise thing. And in, And then the contrast is true to that as well. If we refuse to live, to follow God's Spirit, then we are refusing to live wisely. And I don't know about you, but anytime I have pushed God out of the way and said, I'm going to do my way, God, not your way, and I butt heads with God, I'm not going to come out on top. It's not going to be pretty. And then he says in verse 16, make the most of every opportunity, every single thing that comes your way, everything that comes your way. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Verse 17, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine. Now, here comes this closing thought here. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Boy, don't we know that. Verse, uh, that last part of that. Instead, he says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with God's Spirit. Listen to God's leading. Don't do that. Listen, he said, to God's leading. God's going to lead you towards wisdom. We want direction. That's what we want. We want to ask God, God, tell me what to do. Give me direction. But God is saying, no, 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 no. That's not what I want you to ask for. I want you to ask for wisdom. Wisdom. Many of our life's decisions are not in Scripture. 
but God expects us in that case then to ask him for wisdom. God, what is the wise thing for me to do? You see, wisdom, how that works, it fills in all the gaps where Scripture does not speak specifically. If God does not have a command about it, or He doesn't have a promise related to it, or He does not um, have a principle that ties into that, then wisdom fills in all of those gaps. And it's not your wisdom, it is God's wisdom. So God fills in all of those gaps with His wisdom. God's Word. God's word will always be taken into account in God's wisdom. What is the wise thing for me to do? We're not talking about, God, what is right and what is wrong. We're saying to ourselves, well, if the Bible doesn't say it's wrong, then it must be okay for me to do. If the Bible doesn't say, don't do it, then it must be all right. We're not talking about right and wrong. We're talking about a whole new realm, a realm of what is wise? Wisdom. And it's God's personal plan for you. And it's his personal plan for me. And because it's personal, the Holy Spirit personally leading you to his wisdom and his plan for you, what might be wise for you to do may not be wise for me to do. Because his wisdom is personal for you. Listen to Proverbs chapter 28, verse 26. Those who trust in their own insight are foolish. And isn't that the way most of us have lived our lives? By trusting our gut instinct. This is what I need to do, so we do it. And most of us ask the question, this question. Okay, where's the line? Because I don't want to sin. God, where's the line of right and wrong? Tell me where it is. And, and so if we can locate it then we live right up to that line. And we say, I don't want to cross it, but we live right up to the line. And eventually we flop our big toe over the line and we sin. And we flop our toe over that line long enough, it becomes a habit and it enslaves us. That's the way it works when I do it my way, when I listen to my own insight. But listen how that verse finishes. But anyone who, who walk, but anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. God has not called us to stay on the right side of the line of good and evil. He's called us to walk wisely. And sometimes that means, most often that means staying way back away from the line. Way back away from that brink of disaster. Now, if we're going to live a wise life, if we're going to take God seriously and say, okay, I need your spirit to do this, we're, we're going to have to ask the question, what's the wise thing to do? And there's three parts to this question. That's what I want to tell you today. The first thing we need to ask is, God, what is the wise thing for me to do in light of my past experience? In light of my past experience, we all have a past. I have a past. You have a past. We all have things that we wish we would have never done. We wish we would have not become involved in. We all have things that maybe we have, have, have turned into habits that we wish we would not have picked up. Or addictions we wish we could avoid. Or problems that we wish we could have avoided because of behavior or situations. And we all have a past. And our past has to teach us something or else we're going to continue to do it over and over and over again. 
And so we have to say, God, because of my past, the things I have experienced, because of the weaknesses I have and the traps that I tend to fall into, because of that, my past, what is the wise thing for me to do? Because of our past, there are certain places that we just need to avoid at all costs. Because of our past, there are parts of some stores that we just never need to step into. Because of our weaknesses that we know we have, there are people that we just do not need to ever be around. Because we have made life-altering mistakes, there are some situations that we just have to be on guard and stay away from those situations. That's because we've learned from our past, and we ask the question, now, what is the wise thing for me to do? Here's an example for you. Um, let's say maybe you have had a problem with computer or internet pornography. And if that's the case, then you say, okay, because I know that that has been a problem for me, that is part of my past, and I know I have a weakness to that, and I find myself, if I'm, if I'm alone and I get on the internet, I find myself gravitating towards those sites. But when people are there with me in the room, I, that, I, I just, I don't do it because I, I just, there's people there. And so, now listen, the Bible doesn't tell you what to do in this scenario. I, 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 if you have found a verse about your computer in the Bible, I need you to show it to me because I don't know of one. It doesn't talk about your laptop or your, or your tablet or your cell phone. It's not in there. And so we have to ask a different question. What is the wise thing for me to do? And so we say, in light of my past, and I know if that's a weakness, then I say, in light of my past experience, what is wise? And you know what the answer to that may be? The answer may be, well, then you, the wise thing is to never be on the Internet when you are alone. You say, but, but the Bible didn't tell me not to. Well, you're right. You're right but it tells you to be wise. What is the wise thing? In light of my past experience, what is the wise thing to do? And you know, if you have people in the room with you, you're probably safer, and you can get on and check your email. You may have to wait. And if you live at home alone, you just may have to wait till you go to work the next day. What is the wise thing for me to do? Because of my past. What's wise? But here's the second part of the question. What is the wise thing to, for me to do because of my present situation? My, my current situation, what's happening in my life right now? This is a tough one because, you know, last time you did that, whatever it was, whatever we're talking about, it was okay. It, it was wise the last time. But something about your life or your current situation has changed, and today it might not be wise. Now, next week or next year, maybe it's wise again. But today, because of your current situation, maybe it's not wise. Life changes quickly. And we have to ask, because of what's going on right now, the situation I'm involved in right now, would it be wise? Here's an example. Maybe uh, this is uh, harvest time is coming up, and maybe last year you had a job where because of harvest you got a lot of overtime hours, and it really helped your, your budget, your family budget. And last year it was okay, and it was a wise thing. But maybe things have changed this year. Maybe this year, maybe you have a child 
that is making some bad decisions and they're in your home and you're trying to raise them and they're just making some really bad decisions, detrimental decisions to their future. And maybe they need more time with you. And maybe today, this season, maybe it's not wise to work overtime. Or maybe your relationship at home with your spouse, maybe it's just, it's just, it's rough and it's tough and it's not doing very well. Maybe, I know it'd be a lot easier just to go and work and you don't have to think about that relationship or think about the problems, but maybe wisdom would say you need more time at home. And today it's not wise. The Bible doesn't speak towards that. It's not going to tell you don't work overtime. But maybe it's not the wise thing to do. And God's spirit is speaking to you and saying, listen, because of your current situation, it was wise last year. It was okay last year, but maybe this year it's not wise. So you see how this is beginning to work. Because of my past, because of my past experience, well, that passes the test. It was okay. I, I mean, I, I, that's wise for me to work overtime. But my now... Be, in light of my current situation, oh, maybe it's not wise this year. What's the wise thing to do? That's the first two parts. Here's the third part. You already know where I'm going. What is the wise thing to do in light of my future plans and my dreams? Because of what I hope for, for the future. What is wise for me to do? So maybe let, let me ad address our single adults here for a moment, or, or even high school, middle school students can apply here. Single adults. Maybe you're not married. That makes you a single adult, by the way. And so you say, well, you know, maybe you do hope to be married. Possibly. Not all do. Maybe you do. And so you say, um, you know, but the Bible doesn't tell me who to date, right? And it doesn't. In fact, the Dating was not around. It doesn't even mention dating in the Bible. You can look everywhere. It's just not there. So what do I do? Well, we have to look at our future hopes and dreams. So the Bible does tell us that you need to be married to a Christ follower. So, okay, if, if that's your, is that your future hopes and dreams? Do you hope to marry a Christ follower? Okay, so let's look at this. Um, so I say, what does the Bible say about dating? Well, that's easy. It doesn't say anything. Okay, so next question. Let's come up with another question. Do you think that um, you are going to marry someday somebody that you fall in love with? And you say, ah, that, yeah, probably I am going to probably marry somebody that I fall in love with. Okay, next question. Are you going to fall in love with someone that you have dated for an extended period of time? And you say, yeah, that's probably true. I'm probably going to fall in love with someone that I've dated, I've spent a lot of time with. And so if you're going and you want to marry a Christ follower, yes. You, okay, so if you're going to marry someone you fall in love with and you're going to fall in love with someone you date, then maybe for your future plans and dreams, maybe the wise thing to do is date someone who's already a Christ follower. You see how the wisdom works. But you say, but the Bible doesn't tell me anything about dating, so it's not wrong. The Bible tells you to be wise. 
It says, walk as those who are wise. And if dating someone who's not a Christ follower, then that is, that is unwise. Paul is saying we have to carefully examine every single thing that comes our way, every opportunity, every invitation, every date, every relationship, every trip, everything. And we have to ask this question, and this is our bottom line, in light of my past experience, in light of my present situation and my future plans and dreams, what is the wise thing for me to do? Why do we have to ask this? Verse 16 tells us, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. We have to do this because the days are evil. The evil one is out to destroy you, and he's out to destroy your family. And to survive this, we must not ask the question of what is right and wrong. Instead, we must ask the question of what is wise. And we cannot afford to just go blindly into this life, just making decisions as they come. We have to look behind us and say, what does my past tell me? What does my past reveal to me about my weaknesses and those areas where I tend to fall into the traps most often? What does my past tell me? And then we have to look around us and say, what is happening in my life right now? What is going on right now? And then we look forward and say, what is my future plans? What are my future plans and what are my future dreams? And then just before Paul tells them to be filled with the Spirit, he gives us this command in verse 17. I'll read it to you again. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what God wants you to do. In other words, he's saying, understand, by understand, he's saying, face up to it. Face up to what you really know. God already, what you already know, he wants you to do the wise thing. Face up to that. And we all have this tendency, if what God is telling us to do is what we want to do, then we do it. But if what God is telling us to do we don't want to do, we have a tendency to push it aside and just do what we want to do. Even though we know that might be the wise thing, but this is what I want to do. And then we face the consequences and our children do too. We can justify anything we want to do anything. And when we do, we set ourselves up for disaster. And Paul is saying, don't play this game any longer. Face up to what he wants you to do and understand there's going to be consequences if you don't do the wise thing. But we say, but the Bible doesn't say we can't do it. So really, it's not a sin if I do it. Well, that's not what the Bible says. Listen to James chapter 4, verse 17. James says, remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. Wisdom is not optional. It's not optional. It's not reserved for just the super Christians and just those people in their Bibles every single day or pastors or, or leaders. It's, it's not just for them. Wisdom is for every single one of us. And after all, most of our troubles in our life that have come because of a decision, they have come, they have come because not 
of, it wasn't immediate sin. It was a series of unwise decisions that we made that led up to that sin. The Holy Spirit doesn't draw the line at right and wrong. He puts the line way back here. And it's the line of wisdom. And it's looking at your past and your current situation and your future to help you avoid disaster. And when you cross the line of wisdom, if the line of sin is way up here, he might have the line of wisdom way back here. And when we cross this, we begin to feel conviction. The Holy Spirit saying, oh, you, you, you don't need to do this or you shouldn't have done that. And, and it pulls us back to safety much sooner. But if we cross the line over here, we fall into destruction. That's why he brings us way back here to the line of wisdom. Because he loves you so much, he doesn't want you teetering your life around the edge. Remember again, Proverbs 28, verse 26. Those who trust in their own insights are foolish, but anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. The one who listens to the warnings and the directions, the promptings of the Holy Spirit, whether they make sense, whether those directions make sense to us or not, if we will listen to them, he says, you will be safe from the pain and the guilt and regret brought into life because of your sin. And that's what he desires for you. In light of my past experience my present situation, and my future hopes and plans. What is the wise thing for me to do? And we're just simply going to ask you to take that step with us this week. The letter A, here's what it means. This week, I'm just simply going to ask that question. With every opportunity that comes my way, every decision, everything that comes my way, I'm just simply going to say in light of my past experience, the things I've dealt with, my weaknesses, the traps I fall into, in light of that, in light of my current situation, what's going on in my life right now, and in light of my future plans and my dreams, what I hope for the future, what is the wise thing for me to do? And I'm simply going to ask that with everything that comes my way. And if you begin to ask that, your life will begin to change. I promise. I promised you on Facebook last night that if you applied today's bottom line, your future and even the future of your children can be impacted. You say, Harley, but you don't know how, you know, how much I've already missed this. And it doesn't matter because it can begin to change today. No matter if you're a grandparent or if you're a great-grandparent, it doesn't matter. You can begin to do this today. It'll impact your tomorrow. And it has the potential to impact your children and their children. And you, if you're a child here today, it has the potential to impact your parent. If you will choose to do this, just simply say, in light of my past experience, with everything that comes your way, every opportunity, in light of my past experience, my present situation, my current, my future hopes and plans, what is the wise thing for me to do? I hope you'll take that step with us today. Let me pray for you. God, your word tells us to be careful how we live, to not live like fools, but like those who are wise. And God, we need your guidance. We need your wisdom to do that. God, you said make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. And God, we need your help because I know the evil one desires to destroy us and to, to destroy our families. So we must take everything and subject it to this test of wisdom. 
God, you say don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. And God, we, we can't take this life casually just as it comes. We have to understand, we have to acknowledge your wise path, and then we have to say, God, we will take it. God, we need your help in every decision that we make, everything that we face. We need your wisdom. In light of my past experience, God, in light of my present situation and my future plans and dreams, I need you to help me understand what is the wise thing to do right now. And God, we commit these things to you for your guidance and the Holy Spirit to help us. We commit to follow his leading in the name of Jesus, our Savior, our God, we pray.